Okay, welcome to the uh, Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Today we have someone we're not going to talk too much about how to do pad slides with goalies, but we are going to talk about hockey goalies. Uh, Marie-Louise Levy-Payas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Yeah, so uh, we had a little fun conversation offline a little bit. So first of all, tell us where you're sitting, because you're in a little bit in, in darkness if you're watching the YouTube version of this. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sitting in Italy, so it's like very late at night here, and it's all dark because there's no light on the balcony, and it's like really, really hot inside, so you cannot be inside. Yeah, <laughs> and what are you doing in Italy? Tell everybody. Okay, I'm I have a background in track and field. So I'm here at the European Championship in track and field for masters. So it's just primarily for people who are over 35 years old and we are all competing to become European champions in all the events of track and field. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm Thank so you. appreciative of you know that this is your preparation for tomorrow's event that you're going to jump on this podcast <laughs> uh we're, we're going to add that in your training repertoire do something really weird <laughs> okay so, so today's topic mm-hmm. is about we want to talk about goalies we want to talk about hockey goalies and we want to talk about off-ice training and you have a passion for that and we connected both on i, I think it was mainly where i found you i i, <laughs> I connected that you had created either on Instagram or Facebook, I think it was Facebook actually, a hockey goalie training group or something. Yeah, Uh, I have a little community or training group or whatever you want to call it, but a little group on Facebook uh, where I primarily post about mobility because I think one of the biggest foundations in the goalie training is mobility. Mm-hmm. So I have like a weekly mobility exercise and I have done like done that for like one and a half year now. So a lot of mobility exercises there. Yeah. And so one of the one of my buddies, Tiber, we're yeah. gonna talk about Tiber Nemeth, is is yeah. connecting us and oh, it's one of Tiber's buddies. Uh and, okay. and <laughs> is just one of the people that are that have liked your page and, and are watching. So Tiber was my beer league goalie here in the yeah. US. And yeah. uh, so I'm glad that he's trying to get better. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and, and he has a son that plays in Prince Edward Island. He's not a goalie, but he's got a, a, a defenseman uh, also. And okay. we're all in the same boat here when it comes to, we love the game of hockey. We're always trying yeah. to, 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 to learn about things that get better. And what you're talking about really here is, so I, I wrote down some, some, um, some bullet points in here and uh so your your uh site or how how we find you is forever levy goalie yeah which and levy is l-e-v-y so if someone's trying to find you it's forever levy goalie but you're really not a hockey goalie no i'm not and, and no, you've got i'm so i'm so far away of being a hockey goalie that anybody can be but my son is a hockey goalie, and that's why that's how I got into the world of hockey, actually, because he started to play 
And today he plays today he plays uh, junior 20 hockey in Gothenburg, a little town called Udevala. So okay. somewhere in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also a little bit of a unique background is that you're not totally Swedish. No. <laughs> I actually have a, a double citizenship. So I also I'm half Danish. I'm don't know. I've lived 15 years in Sweden, so I think I'm Swedish about now. I think so. I consider and, myself Swedish. Yeah. And uh, we had a little offline, off, offline discussion or educational moment where I, where I talked <laughs> to you about what what a moss and kulla is uh, from Dalarna. So anyway, the the U.S. audience don't. That's that's going <laughs> way no too idea. deep. Yeah. Um, okay. But, moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> But that's where where we find you forever. Go, uh, leave a goalie, and and but yeah. I do think it's really re- interesting with your background because I think it's unique. You know, when I'm thinking about track and field athletes, specifically sprinters, specifically hurdlers, I think yeah. of Sanna and Jenny Kaller from Fallen yeah. in Dalarna. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I th- I can't remember. You know, they're twins, and they were best in the world at one time. And yeah. I think one of them still has the indoor world record, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the 60 meter hurdles. I think you're right. I'm yeah. not actually quite sure, but I think you're right. But it, but here's what I what comes to my mind when I think of them is not just incredible competitors, but incredible athletes and very explosive athletes and. Here's the correlation to hockey is explosion and yeah. and, and power and speed. And, yeah. and and I think that there's there's correlation between, you know, training to be a hurdler and training to be a hockey player. Yeah, uh, I believe so, too. And actually, that's why I think my my background in track and field is so uh, unique or what we can call it exciting because. In, in track and field, we know how to build athletes, whether you're going to throw something or you're going to sprint fast or you're going to jump or something. It's we, we know how to build athletes. And a goalie today is more athletic than like 10 or 15 years ago, where it was just you have to be big and you just have to be in the goal and take up as much space as possible. Now you really have to be athletic and being able to move from point A to point B extremely fast and extremely f- explosive because the game has changed and the game is more is faster now yeah yeah and, so, so and the, the other part the other part about <clears throat> this like when you talk to a lot of coaches about yeah. goalies and when you talk to a lot about scouts and general managers about goalies what they say is and this is a this is a unfortunate thing and what they say is i really don't think i don't know anything about goalies and, and yeah. it's unfortunate and I can, uh, when I coached uh, youth hockey and I was a head coach, I didn't know anything about goalies. I really don't know how to coach a goalie. So the specialization no. is uh, is certainly important. So the other, yeah. the other points I put, wrote down here was kind of the topics or the things that you had mentioned that, that, mm-hmm. that you, that you're passionate about and that strength, flexibility, speed, endurance, and coordination. Right. Yeah. And. Yep. And uh, which is things that whether you're a skater or a goalie, uh, you know, those are things that are super, super important. And yeah. the off ice 
improvement of that is crucial for yeah yeah for goalie and player yeah so regardless yeah so the other part that <laughs> i that i wanted to talk to you about and we can incorporate this uh, so i'm going to lead you a little bit here and that is <laughs> you mentioned kind of how to develop a strategy and how to look at the gaps in 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 and strength and weaknesses and uh, specifically in those uh, areas. So help me understand when you meet a new athlete. Yeah. Maybe this is correlating with your track and field uh, training. How do you, because we had some other people on, for example, Derek Simpson, who's talking about the functional mobility screen, which is something that the NHL mm-hmm. is using as a baseline to determine a lot about mobility. Yeah. But how do you, when you meet someone new that says, oh, you know, I want to improve my performance, but how do you determine someone's strength and weaknesses from a, you know, from a, let's look at these components, strength, flexibility, speed, endurance, and coordination. That was a big question. Yes. But, (laughs) okay, I have, primarily I have two different ways of looking at it because I work with goalies and players on site. So I work with people here in Sweden, or not here because I'm in Italy, but in Sweden. And uh, then I work with some online. And when I have people on site, it's easier to see them because then I, invite them out to the track and field arena and they run and they jump and they do all these kinds of things that I, that I want to see. How do they do this? How do they jump on one leg? How do they run a sprint? How do they do a sit up? How do they do all different kinds of exercises that we will have in the program later on? Um, How do they lift weights and all these kinds of stuff. And then we, we go through them and then I scale it down and then we go back to basics and then we learn from basics, moving on, progressing as they get better. So where do you see, the, I, where do you see the biggest yeah. problems? Um, I see for, for actually both for goalies, but also for players that they need to learn how to sprint, basically, because if you can sprint really fast, you can also be really explosive and you can put it on in uh, put it in jumping. So many of them, of those I have worked with, have 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 had to learn how to jump and how to sprint, and in, when they learn that, they become really fast. And and how so does that? How does that translate into on ice performance? I'm working with a goalie right now. Um, His name is uh, Trevor Babin. He's from the USA. So I'm working with him online. And for him, it was like when he learned, when we talked about, okay, you have to do like this. You have to have a... Uh, your knees, uh, your toes pointing up to your knees when you jump and when you run and stuff like this. And then on ice he has been able to transfer that what's called 
not emotion that motion so okay if i think my my foot my toes are pointing up to my knees i will be able to push faster from the pole so it's so that's how he's going to be able to move it on to the ice uh, and then we have like lots of um, exercises that is scaled down into an analysis analysis yeah of what he is doing or what a goalie is doing so i have looked at i have looked at many goalies many games watch many goalies play watch many goalies practice and then i have like yeah scaled it down okay what are they doing what do they need to be strong at and then putting it on the individual does it make sense mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so how and and if we break it down into uh, the full body of a goalie yeah. uh, and, and we're looking at um, so if since we're talking about junior hockey here so we're really talking about the kid came coming out of post-puberty yeah and into young adulthood yeah. uh, some of them may not have ever gotten any kind of instructions off ice or no. or, or often not on ice some have gotten really bad <laughs> yeah what body yeah. parts do you see that have so when you're looking at uh the, the the things you talked about there with uh mobility and flexibility yeah. what body parts yeah. do you see are problem areas well actually as to today's junior hockey goalies and also many players they they are really not bad. They are in bad shape, uh, and it. I think it's it's also because we don't. When you and I were kids, we were more outside, playing in the yards, running around, climbing in trees, and being like more outside. And today's youth very still. They sit a lot in front of the screen in school and so on. So they don't have like good mobility or good strength growing up and when the the problems i think is that they are really bad coordinated and really stiff okay and 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 when they and if you want to be a good goalie you have to be good coordinated and you have to be mobile and i'm not talking about passive stretching but like the dyna the dynamic stretching and being able to do move your body in in the most free and best motion range of motion you can have. Okay. So is mm -hmm. it, is it fixable? I think so. Okay. It's never too late. Okay. Just look at me. It's never too late. Okay. <laughs> so, which is awesome, right? I mean, uh, yeah. and, and certainly genetics and, and, and talent and all that kind of stuff comes in, but, but I, I, yeah. give, we're given the body that we're given, we're given the genetics that we have. That's not necessarily yeah. in your control. So if you're a goalie, no. you can't fix that. But what you can fix is, so if you have, if for whatever reason you realize that at age 15 and, um, uh, is that a good time to to start thinking about this? Or I actually, you know, I I um, I teach at the regional federation here in Sweden in hockey mm -hmm. in Skåne. Skåne and uh, yeah in Skåne <laughs> and uh, 
and and we actually just talked about this and and I think to all coaches, not just goalie coaches, to all coaches that has some kind of youth or junior hockey, they should start working on mobility as early on as possible. And and that will make it more it will it will be paying it forward. So yeah. when the they become older, they will have better circumstances to doing what they want to do. Uh, because they are good and mobile and they can move because so so, so many can't really do the motion right uh, so okay, I would imagine like, I would imagine yeah. too that you're a fan of the multi-sport athlete yeah which I would imagine would certainly improve mobility and flexibility if you are not just yeah. concentrating on the same body part all the time 12 yeah. months of the year yeah and it's and and as and back to what you said before about what which body part is the is the most problematic problematic area actually i i think you have the possibility to, to work with your whole body as long as your legs and arms and head are on straight as, the, as it's supposed to be you have the possibility to work with it but Juniors often have kind of it's they are in a hurry because they want it all done yesterday. And that's the biggest problem I see is that they don't understand it takes time. Yeah. If you if you want to do something, it takes time. And right. that's so yeah. So this is why you're you're going straight into where I want to go, and that is okay. You had kind of, talked about kind of the strategy. And, yeah. and when I think of strategy, I think of goals. I think of, uh, yeah. I think of plans. I think of action. And uh, I think more from a process standpoint, is, is that kind of, you're in the same, in the same um, mindset? Yeah, definitely. And, and I always we we I always it's it's like you say it, off ice is really is it is a lot of work with the body of course but it's also with the mind, uh so, so I I believe it's very important to have goals, uh short term goals long term goals and some kind of action plan so you know what to do with to reach those goals so you don't just well I want to do this I want to be in the NHL yeah right yeah. but how are you gonna get there. So Please when you're talking, so when you're talking to that <laughs> 18 year old, let's say the junior player, yeah. or take your son's age as an example. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. not use your son because I've got a son as well, and and you're <laughs> you're better off coaching another player than your own son. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but let's say you're talking to your son's teammates, and yeah, when you when you pose the thing about like you said goals, your response is is spot on. You're going to get a lot of well, I want to play in the NHL. But when yeah. you're talking about the specific, measurable, actionable, uh, relevant, and timely, the smart goals, so to speak, yeah, they don't necessarily know. They've never been taught how to think about short-term, medium, long-term goals. No. When, when you have mm -hmm. those conversations, when you're talking about off-ice, give me yeah. some pointers on what are some of the conversations you have to challenge them to be thinking about? What are reasonable or what are some some goals that 
if they don't know how to establish that, what do you suggest? Um, well, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's a conversation that takes place during the, the coach, uh, doing our sessions. And it's like, uh, I can ask them, okay, what do you want? What do you want? Where, where's your, what is your goal with all this? What is your, what are you working for? Yeah. And then they can say, okay, we can actually take my son because I have a, it's a funny thing because he mentioned something about it the other day. And when he was very young, he was like 10, I think. He said, well, I want to play in the NHL one day. I said, okay, but, but how are you going to do that? And then we, we made a plan together. So we, we had a big paper, a big, yeah, big paper. And then he wrote, uh, made a tree and on the, on, there were stairs on this tree and then on each step he got to write or draw because he was very young uh, what was the next step so like then he said okay I'm gonna play in the in the senior team when I'm a junior step one I'm gonna and then we and then he had like his plan all the way to the NHL funny plan and um, and and now he is turning 18 and now he actually, last week, he told me, do you remember the plan I made? Because he just got his junior contract in the senior team. So he actually made the first step on his plan, even, he, even though he made this plan when he was 10 years old. So now he is starting to understand, okay, I need to work with my actions. And my action steps can be... Um, I was... He was... I, I, I'm... I'm not too, I'm not strong enough. Okay. Well, yep. how do we work with your strength? Okay. I'm not mobile enough. How do we work with your mobility? Uh, or like another player uh, goalie I had, he had a back pain all the time. Okay. But how do, can we work with your body? So you will get rid of the back pain and be, have, have a great mobility and become stronger. And then you will get closer to your goal. So it's it's always trying to keep, yeah, you know, many ways lead to Rome. So it's yeah. almost like this, and then the goal is there. So, but but I think that your point is is spot on when it comes to you can't just say, well, I'm, I that's no. not a real it's not a real goal to say I'm going to make it into an NHL. Well, no. so you peel the onion, right? So you you yeah. get the next layer, and they say, well, okay, how am I going to get there? Okay, well, yeah. I'm going to do this, and then you say, "Well, well, okay, well, how am I going to get there?" Yeah, uh, and 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 do you do you break it down into those kind of categories of? I mean, in order to be able to go and play at those levels, you have to become better. You have yeah. to become a better player, basically. And in yeah. order to get to be a good player, you have to you have to have certain kind of characteristics, and those yeah. components that you mentioned. Strength, flexibility, speed, endurance, yeah. coordination are key components yeah. for an athlete. Yeah, no Re doubt about it. Regardless if you're a hurdler or a yeah. goalie or a skater. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you about the numerical value. So when you're talking about strength. Yeah. Right? What? Yeah. What is important to you? Because I've heard this many times from people that says, well, you need to be able to hang clean X amount. Or yeah, you need well, to be able to squat X amount. Yeah. And 
And to me, it's a little bit of the old school thinking of comparative analysis. Well, I am used to what it takes at this level is this yeah. This equate equates to strength. What, yeah, when when exactly. I say that, what, what comes to your mind? Well, I'm very, I'm very much for the individual. So we all have some kind of, like you say, some kind of uh, test value. We want people, some kind of box we want them to fit in. Because if you can do this or you can do that, you can do this. Uh, but I actually look very much at, at, at the person because if the person can improve in their off-ice training and get the right technique, because maybe it is not, maybe they can be strong as hell, but they have like the baddest technique ever. And then correction, if we do the correction of the technique, they will become even stronger. Okay. So, so, so for me, so for me, it's always about how do you do the movements? How is your technique in every movement? And it doesn't matter if it's a squat or if it's a, if you're running or if you're doing a sit up, how are you doing it? So that is a, that is why I, I, I don't, I, I don't really want to work in groups because that's too many people at one time, but I want to work with the individual because then we can go into the detail and then into the detail and then into the detail of the detail. And that's where performance comes. So are you familiar with Joachim Tenander? Yes. Okay. So he was on episode 54. Yes. And he speaks that language. Yes. And we were talking. I know him. Yes. Now, and we were <laughs> yep. talking about, we talked a lot about muscular uh, uh, MAT or the yep. uh, activation technique, but we also talked about that, that part about how your body's built. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's a reason why we have a bicep and a tricep. We have a yeah. hamstring and a, and, and a, yeah. you know, you have activation and you have contraction and, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. relaxation. Yeah. What, yeah. It, it, so very similar yeah mindset yeah so all right now we have two people with i've found <laughs> two people with similar things but is yeah. it we is, actually we actually live in the same town also we also work with the same team so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's awesome but so or what you guys are talking about it, it, do you find that being fairly still fairly foreign yes why is that? Okay, this is my own uh, philosophy, uh -huh. but I think that hockey still is so traditional. So when you look at what they do in practice, uh, not I'm just talking about off ice. I have no idea what they do on ice. I know that has changed, but off ice, it's it's very it's very the same as it was 15 years ago and if you we don't have the, the game or the playing uh, set like we had those years ago we 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 have they it has evolved it is a lot faster game like we talked about and and it's like the training programs or the coaches that do this 
the training with the teams don't have the knowledge and they don't actually I sometimes feel like they don't care mm -hmm. so it's like we, we, we're just gonna do what we know uh, so we're just gonna keep going this way and we will not listen to anybody else that's yeah. like so that's my feeling oh my god I'm saying bad stuff yeah. now no. <laughs> no 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 I mean well I mean that's the reason why I'm asking because I think it's I mean on this podcast we can speak freely and we can we can yeah. really, this is really a individual's opinions and some yeah. people yeah. embrace yeah. it and some people don't uh, which yeah. I think is great, but but you bring up a really Im important part, and that is, so back when I was coaching a group of players, so let's say you know this was youth hockey in the U.S., so we didn't have <gasps> a twenty-five uh, players, right? Yeah, we we had fifteen. Yeah, but fifteen, it was me and an assistant coach, and and we had a lack of knowledge. We did the best we could. But yeah. we also had limited time and resources. resources. So we, we reverted back to group training. Yeah. Right. Because it yeah. was because we didn't have individual. I, I didn't have time to spend time mm. working on this guy, this guy and this guy individually. So we did some things together. And yeah. but maybe that's OK for a 12 year old, and a 13 year old. Yeah. Yeah. But what you're talking about is. If you really want to take it to another level, take your son as an example. He's not yeah. gonna, he's not going to optimize his effectiveness and efficiency in his training if he's no. doing the same thing as everybody else. No. And I would imagine that his built is very different than the oh, guy. Oh yeah. Next to him. Oh yeah. Yes. And his and his deficits and strengths are not the same as the guy next to him either. No. So how do you adapt? The, the, the unfortunate thing, though, is that most junior teams have similar problems because they've got a time slot of yeah. on ice, and then you have a time slot of off ice. Yeah. How do you – so if you're working with a team, how do you individualize a plan within the collective time? When, when you have a team uh, for with 25 players I I think it's the best possibility the best option is to try and categorize so you you often have like four or five guys that has the same issue with mobility and four or five guys that has the same about the same problem with strength or whatever and you like you have you have smaller groups in the group. And that is how I would recommend you focus when you have like a team. You have, so yeah, divide it into smaller groups. It's the same way if, if, how you want to develop it on ice. If you want, you have someone that's really good at skating, or you have something, someone that's really good at puck handling. Okay, they need to train on different different areas. It's the same in the off ice. Make it into smaller groups because then it will be easier, and then it will be easier to move around. Uh, later so how, on how do you measure the gains because you could have a plan yeah. you have a you have a you have a strategy you have a plan and now we're working yeah. that for the first week and then we got week two and then we got week three and yeah. how do we measure the improvements the gains that the player is having and make adjustments as we go do you measure that on not just the 
he's able to lift more or he is or or do you do you do you categorize that into improved flexibility how improved mobility how see what i'm saying uh yeah um when it comes to the game uh and if we're talking about the goalie so when i look at the goalie i have coached or worked with and i see him or her playing the game and it's uh, it's more like it's their feeling and it's very hard to measure because it's a feeling that they have on the ice in the situation but it's also a feedback from their coaches because they're on ice coaches if we can if we can call them that or their goalie coaches if they have that can often see okay something happened i don't know what it was but i can see you are moving faster in this situation i can see you having you're having more saves or your better core you you have this save you didn't have that save yet last year so it's more like actually a feedback from the on ice coaches and the goalies or the players themselves if i have worked with players um it's it's a, a, a back to the the analysis or what i have seen when i have seen them on the ice before so yeah well it's a combination of a lot of things i don't have like uh schedule that i just check 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 it's not boxes that i check off it's there this is people and yeah. everybody is an individual even if we're in a team so it it's it's really the individual you look at and you an, an analyze and you screen them and you yeah well i can yeah so i so i can see if if him or her goalie or player is having a good game or a bad game and then afterwards we can have a talk about how was that and i don't talk with them about how many saves they made or how many goals they scored or we talk about how was the feeling in your body uh, if we have worked a lot with the hip area okay how is it feel how do you feel around the hip area is this hip motion faster now than it was before so so it's kind of difficult to to measure yeah um because it's it's an individual feeling so so let me, can... let me let me ask you this um what is your opinion of the training journal i think training journal is fantastic okay Did, when you because, yeah good explain yeah. yeah because it's a it's a it's a it's a directly feedback to you to yourself I have okay if I have if I if I have a good training journal I have a direct feedback to myself on how this week was how did I feel this week and that will probably tell me why I got the result I got So how do and you then if, how do you take your 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 player or the person that you're training that is do a yeah. lot of people do, do do you find a lot of players that are using a journal uh not not enough Okay. I always the the people I work with I always recommend it. But again, I always say to the people I work with, I'm just a tool, you have to do the work. I can give you all the tips in the world, I can give you all the guidance in the world, but if you don't do anything, it's not going to be worth anything. What what are some ways then that you can s- explain to that player of how do how are we going to use this tool? 
So, so you have the training plan that says, okay, we're going to have three on ice and three off mm-hmm. ice sessions plus the games this week. And it's going to be yeah. broken down into the quantifiable parts and then the qualifiable parts of what we're going to do within that time. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to talk to them every day. Oh. Perhaps. But, but at the oh. end of the week, how do you take, how do you use that tool with the player? Um, if I sit with the player, uh, I, I, we look at it, you know, you know, you go back and if you, if you can see, okay, we had, you were sick this week. Okay. Maybe this, this is why you got the result you got. But this week you had like one day where you've had bad back or one day where you had a headache. And so it's like adding the, the week to, yeah, to a whole and just going through that. And when you and when you have done this a couple of times or many times, and you have like, okay, now we have like three months of work, you can see how the results is progressing, or maybe also why nothing is happening. Uh so 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 I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a really great tool. And and if you do it consistently, and if you work with people over a long period of time, um then you can look at it. Okay, man, last year we did this. We did this and this and this. This year we have to change that, that, and that, because to get, yeah, to get to where you want to go. How does sleep and 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 fuel or 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 the diet factor into that in the training journal specifically? Do you have them fill that out? Um, it depends on what level they are on. Was that a good answer? No. All right. I, I always give me the example of of the of the higher achieving athlete. Let's say the person that is maybe moving out of juniors into to to adult yeah. semi professional. I don't, I don't want them to write down what they eat because it can become an issue. But I always. We always talk about what do you eat, how often do you eat, uh, do you take any kind of supplements? Because when you go from the junior and into the senior, it's it's often something they wonder about. Do I need to take extra protein or do I need to take extra creatine or something like that? So we talk about stuff like that. But I promise you, I can always see if they eat right. Because if they eat right, if they get a lot of protein, if they get a, a, uh, the carbs they, they have to and all these things, they will progress in their training. Yeah. If they don't, they will not have a, a good, a, as a good progression uh, as they could. Yeah. And, this, and sleep, I'm, a, I'm, I'm for sleep. <laughs> rest is important. Yeah. I always say train hard, rest hard. And that's like cue for me do that uh so so everybody i work with knows they have to rest yeah it's uh, important well i i think that it's a um this little tool i I, you know it's interesting working with that young adult that isn't you know for us like i grew up my dad had a journal that he wrote down i mean he didn't think it wasn't the journal it wasn't the diary hello my diary (laughs) It was very <laughs> pragmatic and it was more, what did he do, do that day? But 
yeah. he kept uh, for all of his professional years. He had, and and that was his Christmas present every year. Was he got a new journal for next year? But yeah. it was easy to buy him a Christmas gift. <laughs> but I yeah. think that you know it's one of these simple techniques that maybe the eighteen year old doesn't think is very sexy or you're not going to find yeah. any, no. you're not going to find any instagram videos <laughs> on 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 how to journal how to journal oh, no no right no. Yeah. so well i haven't seen any but but i but i do find this an interesting topic and a very important tool that that yeah because when you and it's about optimizing your team you're yeah. you're you're not, it's, it's the accountability when you have a, an athlete, a trainer and a coach and maybe an yeah. advisor. Yeah. So if you have that dynamic of those four players or four people, well, okay. I, as the athlete, I may know what I did, but I have no yeah. way of quantifying it or qualifying it and to share it. No, and, exactly. And, and, and therefore, if I'm going to optimize my coach, my trainer and my advisor. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not achieving the results that I want to achieve, how am I, they're not going to be able to look into my brain to no. know no. what adjustments I need to make. No. And if, and if, and if they get a train, get, get a training program for, they could get a training program for me. And it says like, you have to do uh, 60% of your one, Rain, uh, one rep uh, max and then it was like okay but what was 60% this week yes. will it increase till next week or will will it be increased next year we, we need to know these things to see the progression um, and I you know in my career as a hurdler I have done like track and field for, for 30 years and probably 20 years journaling so I can go back and see what I did like five years ago. What, what results did I have? What weights did I live? What runs did I do? Okay. I had my best season in 2016. Okay. What did I train in that season? How can I replicate that now? That is why it's so important. You have the background information and if you get an injury, Okay, how do we? How did we work the uh, work the way back to getting into the shape you were in before you got the injury? Because sometimes we get injured. Yeah. So 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 for me, it's like you have to do it. Yeah. It's yeah, for your well, own sake. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's a that's a big takeaway of of of, of this fun conversation. So I know that. You got a game. Yeah. Uh, you got a game tomorrow. You have a. You have I a meet. Don't. It's called a track <laughs> a meet, meet tomorrow. You have yeah. a meet tomorrow, yeah. and and we want to make sure you get your sleep in. And hopefully, we Thank haven't you. we haven't gotten your mind to go completely crazy from from this conversation. A mm -hmm. couple of things before we end. Yeah. Uh, you are meeting yourself at age seventeen. Yeah. And oh what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> now you're a couple of years older. Yeah. And you look back and, and the experiences that you have, but the things you didn't know when you were 17, 
that you know now that you wish you could tell yourself then what would it be what your your own advisor um looking back um never doubt yourself awesome. never you can do whatever you want and that is my biggest my biggest takeaway yeah i think that is such yeah. good advice i want to i want to tell people <laughs> thank you to look you up on Instagram. You have a lot of beautiful pictures, but you also, Thank your you. passion for kind of the master, yeah. the master athlete. You put, yeah. post a lot of videos and and yeah. pictures of the 90-year-old athlete. Yeah. That, um, to me, that's what came to my mind when you said, you, you know, it's overcoming those things, right? Yeah. It's not always yeah. the, the 20-year-old that is going to be uh, making the NHL, but it may be the NHL for the, for the 90 year old. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so go, go to, to Marie Louise Levy, um, on Instagram and you'll find a lot of stuff. Last thing we have a partnership yeah. with uh, yeah. Target Aid. So Target Aid is a, is a fundraising organization, a platform, and it's about, it, it, it's really in the second year for me here doing this podcast. How can yeah. I, do my part through social, um, well, the social welfare, so to speak. How can I highlight? So one of the initiatives that we have is the club or the organization of your uh, that is closest to your heart. Yeah. What is the club or the organization in your heart? It doesn't have to be hockey. Could be any. But if if you were to say. This is the jersey I have on my wall. Which which this is the jersey is I have on my um well good question. Um because it's a really good question because I actually I, I this is embarrassing to say because I don't follow sport. I actually don't watch that much sport, but I always have been a fan of Frelunda. So okay. that would probably be the jersey I had on my wall if I had to hang up anyone. I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so we we will um we're going to set up Frölunda as an organization underneath Okay. underneath Swedish Hockey uh, uh Swedish Junior Hockey podcast on our Target Aid yeah. site. And then yeah. what we're going to do is Target Aid will will do all that work for us and then we have the ability to share and say marie louise clubman imitiata is for alunda and then okay we can help them with with spreading the news and everybody has this is my the club in my heart and hopefully we can spread the social good out there as well thank okay. you for thank coming you. the complete stranger now you know what a yeah. moss and and uh and <laughs> is um, yes and good luck tomorrow. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Kick some ass tomorrow and uh, take no prisoners. Exactly. And, and we'll stay in touch for sure. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you.